0: Powered by Libsyn, the largest podcast host and distribution network since 2004, Libsyn.com.
1: Happy Thanksgiving to those of us here in the United States listening. Today we're going to talk to a blind beater. She makes crafts and is blind. Awesome podcast uh, interview. And I also want to talk to you a little bit before we get into that interview, so definitely stay tuned. I appreciate A blind dad, brother, and some call him the best marketer in Oregon. He's your digital marketing partner, always excited to share the latest in branding with you. It's the Your Own Pay podcast with Michael Babcock. Hey guys, today's podcast is an amazing one. We did an interview with The Blind Beater. She produces Crafts and Is Blind. And uh, she tells us uh, a bit about how she decided to just take a, take a risk, take everything she had, throw it into moving to a completely new area without knowing many people at all. I think she said she only knew one individual. And uh, it's, it's inspiring because I've, I've kind of been there myself and I've, I've done the whole move without knowing anyone or what I'm going to do or what's going to happen and you know what life threw us curveballs and uh, today's title is life unscripted that's the name of her blog that she uses uh, to share her stories and her passions with the world and, and there's some interesting uh, tidbits that are dropped throughout this interview so definitely take a listen and uh, leave us your feedback as a review regarding reviews I want to number one thank each and every one of you i greatly appreciate you uh, just looked it up today and in iTunes it looks like the your own pay podcast has five five star ratings which is awesome I'm glad to know that you guys like this content now I did receive a question from someone via the contact form over at your and I want to address that real quick he said hey Michael I see that you're doing a podcast every day and that you're sharing digital marketing tips can you tell me what the whole point of your podcast is so I want to address that real quick for those of you who might might not be clear and or if you're a li- new listener and you're wondering, should I go back and listen to the rest of the stuff this guy's got? Uh, he seems a little energetic and maybe possibly a little weird. <laughs> so what's the point of my podcast and what's the point of, of, of bringing these interviews to you? Well, I'm going to be working on a schedule, so I just bring interviews to you guys once a, once a week. Uh, that way it's more regular. But the intention of the Your Pay podcast is to produce digital marketing tips from a blind guy. Well, exhibiting and or bringing attention to passionate professional blind individuals now i've i've uh, interviewed fluffy or john line who is a blind hip-hop artist i've also interviewed maxwell ivy who is the blind blogger he also is uh involved at midwaymarketplace.com runs that that website and then I interviewed Vashon Jones, a uh, life changer. He's changing lives, and he's a visionary of Fedora Outlier. If you don't know what Fedora Outlier is, head on over to FedoraOutlier.com. And, uh, you know, that's three professional individuals. And then, obviously, uh, Life Unscripted with the Blind Beater. That was an amazing interview as well. And I'm taking these interviews and these passionate professional stories to share them with you to show the world that I'm not... The only blind individual who steps out and does stuff. And, you know, there, as I, as I mentioned in this interview, there was, a, and still is to an extent, not as much as it used to be. But to an extent, there, there is still now and there was a time where I would seclude myself and not go out and get into the world. And I want to I help people avoid doing that. Uh, take a listen to this interview. You'll hear more about that. And a few things to, to listen for is listen to the advice that she gives at the end of it. I think we all can use that advice. If you enjoy this podcast, digital marketing tips from a blind guy while exhibiting passionate, professional, blind individuals and featuring them for you to hear, definitely subscribe and leave some feedback.
0: Are you ready to start your podcast? Host it with Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com.
1: Thank you very much for tuning in. This is Michael Babcock with your own pay podcast. I hope you're having an amazing one. I am joined today by a a interesting individual and I can tell you that by the title of today's blab and we're going to talk a little bit about blindness uh, craft work with uh, when it comes to being blind and and some unique challenges that that she might face as well. But before we do that, I want to go ahead and uh, remind you that if you'd like to get on the waiting list for the euro pay podcast club, you can you can send a text message to four four two two two. With the word payon, p a y o w n, and that is available in the U.S. I don't remember if it's available in Canada, but if it if it is, go ahead and give it a try because that's that's a great way to get first access to announcements like the one that I sent last week regarding this amazing interview. So uh, before we get started, I want or. Uh, let's get started. I apologize for reading out my notes and, and it didn't quite work that way. But uh let's get started and uh we're going to introduce Blind Beater. Blind Beater, can you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh how you may have went blind.
0: Sure. Um I uh I'm I'm Canadian. I was born and raised in uh in uh just outside of Vancouver. Um i was born three months premature and there are several different things that could have contributed to my blindness any 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 or all of which could have done it on their own but put them together it it kind of made them all um it made it pretty much inevitable um the fact i was born premature i spent uh, three months in an incubator and um when i was very very young not long after i was born i had a an ophthalmologist actually come up to me and when I was in the incubator stick a really bright light into my eyes. Mm -hmm. So... Um, wow. put any or all of those combinations together and it was kind of, it was just a matter of of, uh, of time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I grew up as somebody who was considered low vision, um, so I could see colors and read print and, um, but I learned Braille at the same time because reading print was exhausting, both uh, both mentally and physically. I would wind up with these big massive headaches um so i couldn't i couldn't read print for for long long periods um uh when i was 8 i uh developed cataracts and then glaucoma and the surgeries that were supposed to correct it that uh healed so quickly they actually had to redo one of the surgeries, I think it was three times, maybe four. Wow. And the last one actually resulted in a lot of scar tissue buildup and it took away most of the rest of the vision that I had. So now I see uh, light and dark and uh, like big, huge, gigantic shapes. Like I can see a building, but I can't tell you that it's red or purple.
1: Ah. Uh, so you got more vision than what I do, because I'm I'm completely blind. I have no light or dark perception. I used to up until I was 13, but uh, that's wow. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. you went through a, a, a loss of vision. So you had some vision growing up to about eight, and then you you lost a substantial amount of what you had at that point.
0: That's right. Yeah, but my my vision even even as a, a young child was never. It, I was
1: never, I had never, I, I never had full vision, no. Oh, okay, okay. Well, thanks so. for that, I, I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Most of the time, my first question to people is, can you tell me who you are, and <laughs> you told me the other day, Michael, you should know who your guests are. I'm like, yeah, but, but I'd like to leave it open-ended, so I figured I'd ask you the uh, blindness question. Now, what do you do now, and, and is that what you dreamed about doing?
0: Uh, right now, I currently work in a in an office. I book appointments for car insurance appraisals um, I actually can honestly say I have worked uh my dream job twice awesome. um I had uh, one job where I uh, worked for a a well-known volunteer organization and uh, I handled a lot of the paperwork and the um, making sure everybody had what they needed. Um, Towards the end of my working there I started um, doing training on the new online system they brought uh, out and I discovered I really really liked it um, doing that training and troubleshooting Um, but I left that job because um, the system was buggy. Um, Mm -hmm. And when it got to the point where the people you were trying to help were saying that this is the most buggy, inefficient system ever, and you're biting your tongue so hard not to agree with them, it was time to get out. Um, But uh, about two years ago, I got a job as a uh, help desk technician for a uh, company that makes software solutions for oil and gas companies. And you can probably guess where that went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did blog about um, basically being summarily let go
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: about six months ago. And uh, so now I am where I'm at now. And it's. Um...
1: Okay. Well, I, I appreciate hearing that. That's, you know, the, the working for someone else always comes with that, that those unique challenges of, the platform not being accessible that you do your primary work on or paperwork not being in an alternative format or, or just any challenges that, that someone might face when it comes to doing his or her job with no vision and so i, I greatly understand where you're coming from i had some of those unique uh, challenges myself and some of some previous employers so uh, yeah the funny the
0: funny thing is i mean if if you're running into situations where things are inaccessible you can try and make suggestions for how to make them better mm-hmm. but when you run into a, situ- a situation where programs just don't work mm-hmm. like actually literally legitimately don't work and nobody's willing to listen to you um that's tough
1: yeah that's that's a, almost a totally other ballgame, especially when they can't be scripted or or there's no way of getting access to someone to try to script them yes it, It is very difficult.
0: It's it's less a matter of of accessibility than it is of general mechanics. Mm. If if a software program is buggy and clunky for all end users, then it's, if you're the one using it and telling people how to make it better, and they're just basically going, no, this is just.
1: (laughs) Go ahead, sorry.
0: No, that's okay. But yeah, I mean when you get told that, you know, this is just the way it works and you're just gonna have to deal with it, then it just sort of gets to a point where it's like, no.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm not I'm not gonna deal with it. It's too much. I'm of just a the thing.
0: peon using it eight hours a day, five days a week. I know nothing. No, no, not at all.
1: <laughs> so So onto onto your, your craft crafts and whatnot. Blind beater, where did that come from?
0: Um honestly, I needed a Gmail address. It it sort of came about um, when I got a new Android phone. Mm -hmm. I had a little Nokia that um, helpfully um, died and I wasn't able to get a replacement for it. And so at the time I had two choices. It was Apple or Android and i really didn't want to go the way of the touch screen so i looked at androids and um when you sign up with android you have to have a gmail address and i didn't and i'm like well let's just make one up <laughs> and it just sort of came about um because i'd recently gotten back into making um making uh, jewelry designs with beads and it just sort of stuck
1: oh okay so is, is your bead jewelry is that something you do as a hobby or
0: yeah, it's a hobby. Okay. Um,
1: and, and I did my
0: first official craft fair uh, two days ago, three days ago.
1: Oh, congratulations!
0: Thank you. It was it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, started small. Uh, it was a it was a community fair, uh, craft fair. So I had a table, and uh, made some connections and sold some pieces, and it was it was a good experience.
1: So awesome! It's all about the relationships. I like to tell people uh, that the relationships. Oh, it is.
0: That you know.
1: So what, what type of, of jewelry do you make?
0: Um, so I do, um, bracelets, necklaces, um, earrings, and I've actually started doing rings as well. Um, they're a little bit more clunky and finicky and there's a lot more swearing involved. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, so I do, um, basically if it's a generally common jewelry item, I make it, um, I like trying different things in different styles and some things work and some things don't and some things make me take them apart and cry
1: (laughs) (laughs) well hey it's you're experimenting and and seeing what works best for you and what turns out and uh being able to to not give up when your experiments don't work out gives a lot of uh, uh gives a lot of detail about your character for sure (laughs) so, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I went to your blog. I was doing a little bit of perusing and researching. And as we were tweeting about the last week or the week before, uh, I was just going to call this Life Unscripted because I really like that tagline on your blog. So I've got to ask how you. how you came about saying Life Unscripted. Is Are you all over the place?
0: Um, I have... Life tends to go in all these funny directions where I, and I'm i a bit of a control freak. So... um sometimes it's it's all I can do to remind myself that you know what life is not always in your control and sometimes it's a really wild ride and sometimes everybody does stuff that makes you shake your head and just go say what (laughs) and my life has been definitely a a testament to that in particularly in the last uh, ten years since I moved up north Mm -hmm. Um, I moved here um, when I was 20 and I knew one person, sort of, and I took my entire life savings and sunk it into hoped and prayed that I would get a job. And I had so many people at the time telling me that that was so brave and just so courageous and all of this. And I basically told them to shut up. It wasn't brave. It was just what had to be done. And now that I'm looking back, I'm going, man, that was gutsy. But if you think about things like that at the time, if you think something is scary or like, really terrifying, then you're never going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's, it's, in some ways I'm a total control freak and it, it drives people around me nuts. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> um, I, th- I think life unscripted is sort of my own little way of reminding myself that life goes in all these different directions and you don't always plan. And sometimes they're really awesome and sometimes they suck. And mm-hmm. that's okay.
1: <laughs> that's okay because life goes on. so Life goes
0: on. There's always so, more pages to a script. So
1: exactly, and, and and it just keeps turning. And if you're part of the the script ends, there's still more that just keeps going. I've, yep. I've learned that when my mother passed, that that you know what, she was a big part of our script, but our script still has to keep going on. That's for sure. Exactly. So. What would you say, I like to bring this question up, and in most cases, I'm talking with people who, who are doing their passions, like uh, uh, you know, running their own business or, or are working and passionate about what they do. So you can go ahead and answer this in any term, whether that be with beating or, or with the paperwork you're doing now, or just in life general, but what would you say your biggest challenge is that you face on a daily basis?
0: I think a lot of it is the perceptions of what I can and can't do and it's, it's very pervasive because I, I think some of it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm a fairly um, small female and I'm by no means a feminist at all. Um, not that there's anything wrong with feminism, but that's just not the way I roll and that's okay. Um, I don't want any angry hate mail about how much I hate feminists because I don't. Um, <laughs> so, um, But I, I do think there is a, a, a certain um, expectations of what a blind woman is able to accomplish um, and what we can do and what, we, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I just, I think the the biggest challenge has been the perception of what I can not do, whether that's in, you know, in traveling or, you know, moving house or, you know, holding down the fort when my husband went away for, you know, several weeks at a stretch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or getting a job. Like this, just the, the perception is just everywhere
1: yeah I, I like that perception of what you can or can't do that's that's a good one um, Thank you. so thanks for sharing that now uh, I've just got one more question for you and that question is uh, what piece of advice would you give someone who might decide that you know he's he's he or she's completely blind and they might decide, hey, I want to move to the other end of the country or I want to jump out of my comfort zone because you did that ten years ago. What piece of advice would you give them if you were talking to them about that? Oh
0: in some ways I would actually say have a plan. Like have, have an exit door. Have your have a have a deadline.
1: I, I do sincerely apologize. Apparently, the audio recording of that got cut off with the end of her answer. So I, I want to uh, give a clear, sincere apologies about that. And uh, as as she stated, I'm going to go ahead and drop a video of this. And hopefully the video has the entire podcast uh, interview and not just where it cut off there. Uh, gotta love technology. But uh, as she said, in some cases, have a plan. Have a plan uh, to to figure out what you need to do in order to make things happen and uh, I I like the example that she gave in that unfortunately you didn't get to hear you know set yourself a time frame if things don't work out then try something new after that time frame her her example she gave was that she gave herself six months to make things happen if things didn't happen within six months then she was gonna move back home and uh, go back on with her life and you know what she got her <laughs> she got her job and stuff figured out five months and two weeks into that six months. So she had two weeks left to go. So uh, I, I am quite disappointed that the rest of that interview cut off. I've never had that happen before. And I just realized that as I was recording today's podcast and dropping it in there. So uh, if you want to connect with Blind Beater, head on over to Life Unscripted. There's a link to her blog uh, in the show notes over at yourownpay.com. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you got some sort of uh, knowledge and or inspiration to make things happen out of today's podcast if you know another passionate professional blind individual or maybe you are a passionate professional blind individual let's talk and get your story out there you've been listening to the your own pay podcast with michael babcock follow on periscope and twitter at pay own remember to visit our website for show notes and to leave feedback at yourownpay.com. Make today the best day of your life and then do it again tomorrow.